0: Every heart, every woman. Ooh. Every heart, every woman. It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, every Woman. Every
1: Heart, Every Woman.
0: Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. To move forward as we share our life experiences. Mm-hmm. Every, heart, every, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: every heart, every woman. Now, here's your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome
2: to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some worship music. This is Almighty. It is performed by Douglas File. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host, and I hope you enjoyed uh, the worship music this morning. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org, and you can also go... To my website, check out CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N I V E N S. We are so excited to welcome Deborah English. Deborah is an exceptional communicator and leader with over 15 years of supervisory experience, project management, and skills in critical thinking and emotional intelligence with proven success in customer services excellence strong interpersonal and analytical and computer and problem-solving skills, knowledge, experience, and success in managing projects involving multiple stakeholders, demonstrating ability to effectively diagnose, isolate, and resolve complex problems pertaining to business operations, organizational development, customer satisfaction, and change management. She consistently achieves high-performance ratings, Leadership, organization, quality of work, and efficiency. Welcome, Deborah. We're
3: so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Miss Carla. I am so delighted to be here with you all this morning.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I love when we have um, leaders who can give us great advice about leadership. I think that um, great leadership. Is the mark of uh, a great business, great yes. business skills, and a person who can really achieve the success that they want in life? So I am looking forward to our conversation this morning. Now, Deborah, I checked out your blog and your I love it because it reads really like a conversation with a good and wise friend. That's what I that's kind of what I took from it. What made you decide to? Um, get into the process of writing
3: blog? Um, Actually, this was an idea that uh, I thought about as I was reading another blog by someone. And um, it was such an inspiration to read. It kind of touched me where I was at that point. And I thought, you know, this would be something that would be uh, a blessing uh, to a lot of people, particularly during the times that we're in today. And uh, I always call it a God ordained assignment because that's exactly what it is. Uh, you know, the Lord gave me the title for it, Divorce Penn Wisdom Insights for Joyous Living in Perilous Times. And uh, so I, I would say that probably it was conceived around the first of 2020 when the pandemic first hit. And of course, we were in such a time of helplessness, hopelessness, grief and loss, you know, all of the civil the civil unrest and all the things that, you know, our nation has been going through. And I felt it was so important to talk about the silver lining that's behind every dark cloud. And so that's kind of how it was birthed.
2: Yeah. I, I like how, as I read through, through your blog, I encourage everyone to go and to check it out. Um, I like how you make sure your readers can understand the definition words. I I see in your your bio that organization and quality of work and efficiency, I can tell that those things really come through um, in your blog and you make sure that your readers understand kind of the meaning behind every word. Why do you feel like defining words is so important for people?
3: That is such a great question, Lady Carla. Um, I tell you, one of the things that I've learned in my 67 years on the planet uh, is we use words a lot and we really don't understand what they mean, nor do we understand the power of words. And um, so it's very important for me to make sure that my readers understand what these words mean. We use words quite a bit, okay? Uh, But then understanding the power behind the words, understanding the effect that the words can have on not just yourself, but whoever you're speaking to, uh, that becomes very critical and very important. And so that's one of the reasons why I take the time to define the word. So that we understand all of the meaning, all of the wisdom nuggets that are housed in understanding what the word means.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I can think back to a couple of conversations that I've had with people. And um, as I was reading your blog, I thought, you know what, I really need to make sure that in communication that, um you know, whoever I'm communicating with, we both understand the meaning behind, you know, what we what we are saying. There are so many times when you have a conversation or you read something and you walk away with, I believe, the opposite um, understanding from mm-hmm. what the sender really meant. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate it that you took the time to break down so many words and get the mm-hmm. definition. Um, I felt I felt like I learned so much as as I went through your blog.
3: Great. That is great. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, authors has a quotation, and it is seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm. And so I think uh, very often when we look at the different uh, conflicts in our families, in our communities, In our world, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with not being able to effectively communicate, you know, not wanting to understand first and then be understood, you know. And I think if everybody kind of had that philosophy when we communicate one with another, I think that it would also eliminate a lot of conflict and misunderstanding.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So I'm I'm going to add that to one of the things that I keep fresh on my mind to seek to understand first, and then to be understood. You you mentioned the silver lining. What's your definition of silver lining, and how can finding a silver lining be helpful to our lives?
3: Silver lining for me is in one word. We are in a time where it is um, such a challenge to just find hope. Uh, Hope for me is so critical when you're dealing with grief, loss, um, devastation, uh, you know, unexpected situations and circumstances. So, the silver lining behind every situation or circumstance is hope. And in finding that hope, you can then develop and cultivate, activate peace because you now have an understanding that there is, in fact, hope. And I believe that one of the reasons why we see the suicide level so high is because these are people who have found out or at least discovered that there is no hope in their lives. So, one of the things about the blog, the purpose of the blog, that silver lining, is to provide that hope, to give the wisdom, nuggets, and insights that we all need. To live better lives. And so that to me is a silver lining, you know, it's hope, it's hope. And it's then applying the things and the principles and the strategies and the wisdom nuggets so that we can what? Enforce the hope, reinforce the hope, and live the hope in our lives on a daily basis. Yeah, I I
2: think that's so important. I, um you know, I've been in, in circumstances, I work at a church and um we have several different things that go on at the church one thing is especially in this season mm-hmm. we have unfortunately had um, a lot of individuals who have uh died by suicide mm-hmm. and um in every case everyone who is at the funeral celebrating this person's life really feels like i you know i we miss the opportunity to share that hope and, and that peace that, that we feel. And yes, it it does get shaken at, mm-hmm. at different times. But I believe that there are some things that you can meditate on. I meditate on scripture all of the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like scripture brings me back to um, thinking about the truth mm-hmm. and just, you know, playing the truth to myself in my head and in my heart. And it keeps me looking forward and keeps me focused on, like you say, that silver lining and that hope um, that, that I I pray never leaves yes. anyone, you know? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes.
3: One of the things that is so important to remember too, and I'm so glad you talked about uh, the power of scripture I think that uh, many believers don't really understand the power of words. Uh, Mm -hmm. The power of God's word changes, rearranges the very trajectory of your life. But the key to that is, one, you have to receive the giver of the word. okay? Mm -hmm. And then we all have to grow and mature in our relationship with the Lord, because he is the one who knows what we don't know, who knows what we cannot know. But as his children, as we align ourselves with the word of God, as we activate the word in our lives, not just out of our mouths, but also in our conduct and our behavior and the things that we do, we will always get the word's result because God's word is infallible, unchangeable, and it will change the way you think. The way you feel, and therefore the way you act, react, and interact.
2: Yeah, I like that. Okay, you went into preaching. Went into <laughs> preaching mode. Went <right> <laughs> into preach mode. <laughs> I like it. So it'll change the way you act, react,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and interact. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I like that. That's good. That's so. Let, let me let me read this scripture. I. Okay. Because I feel like this came across in your blog, Proverbs 18, 2021. And I'd like for you to kind of illuminate it a little bit for us and tell us your thoughts about how we could apply it in our life. And that scripture is, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, In a nutshell, what God is saying in his word here is there is benefit. There is productivity. There is life in the word. Mm -hmm. And so those of us who eat the word, okay, that means we read it. We comprehend it, we study it, we apply it. When we do that, then the benefit or the harvest in the belly, as it were, because there's a saying as, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's also scripture. Mm
2: -hmm. Also,
3: we are what we eat. And that's not just from a, a physical standpoint, but that's also from a spiritual standpoint. So if we feed our mind, our emotion, our spirit with what I call junk pollutants, and contaminants, then that's what's going to come out. That's going to come out in how we act, react, and interact. Mm -hmm. But if we feed ourselves with the word, apply the word, then we will always get the word's result because the word is spirit and it is life. So when we talk about that scripture in Proverbs, when it says death and life are in the power of the tongue, that is very true. So you get whatever you say. So there are people that say, oh, my heart trouble, my diabetes, my this, my that. And I always say to them, well, why would you own something that God has not placed in your body? So if you speak, and I talk about this in the blog, if you speak more of the problem, then you will get more of the problem. Mm -hmm. But if you speak the solution, then you get more of the solution. And one of the testimonies that I shared in the blog was with my son, you know, raising him as a divorced mom. And, uh, of course, during his preteen and teen years, a little bit after that, you know, I was, okay. so who is this person? You know, and um, so the normal stuff that we kind of do as parents, you know, the punishing and the discipline and, you know, the fussing and all that, it, it was not working. It really wasn't. I mean, it may have worked for a moment. But long-term, it just was not working. So in order to maintain, as I say, my sanity and his, I mm-hmm. had to flip the script. And so I flipped the script mm-hmm. and uh, began to speak more of what I knew he would be. A man of valor, excellence, integrity, a man of strength, a man who would not put his foot in a jail. Mm-hmm. A man who would not continue to drop his seed in the belly of whores. More mm-hmm. now. A man who would not be a product of the street, a man of God who would walk in the fullness of the God plan for his life. I began to speak that. I began to pray that. And I will tell you, it got worse rather than better. And that's when you know it's working because we have an enemy, we have an adversary, and his purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. But God says in his word, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So we need to know what God's wisdom is to have that abundant life. Mm -hmm. And the very first thing we have to understand is the power of our words. And what we name a thing, that's what it will ultimately become. Yeah. Deborah, I really love when you get
2: into the scripture like that. That scripture, John 10 and 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And I also love later in that scripture in verse 14, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I love that. In order for us to have that full life That the Lord desires for us to have, it requires that we have a relationship with our good shepherd, that we realize that the Lord wants to know us intimately and that he wants us to know him. He wants us to listen to his voice, he wants us to spend time with him. As we do that, our way becomes illuminated, our path becomes full of possibilities instead of full of problems and pitfalls. Now, this life will never be easy. We're always going to have problems. That's not what the Lord is saying, and it's not what the word is saying to us. There will always be problems, and there will always be issues, but even through those different things, the Lord wants us to have a full life a full life where we are enjoying ourselves and taking on our problems with a spirit of peace and taking on our problems with a spirit of joy. So Deborah, thank you so much for taking us through um, that scripture. I, I wanna encourage everyone to check out John 10, read it, meditate on it and have that full life. It's time for us to take a break we will be right back in just a minute.
1: Every heart, every
2: woman. Just a minute. Every heart, every woman.
0: Every heart, every woman. You're listening to Every Heart Every Woman. The show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens.
2: Welcome back to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Well, our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Just go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. You will find out all of the information. We are about to go into our summer programming. We have so many wonderful things coming up for young people, and we also have opportunities for adults to uh, partner with us, to volunteer with us. You can also head to my website, go to Carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, we're having a great conversation with Deborah English. Deborah is an exceptional communicator and leader with over 15 years supervisory experience project management, and skills in critical thinking and emotional intelligence with proven success in customer services excellence. She has strong interpersonal, analytical, computer, and problem-solving skills, knowledge, experience, and success in managing projects involving multiple stakeholders, demonstrating ability to effectively diagnose, isolate, and resolve complex problems pertaining to business operations organization development, customer satisfaction, and change management. She consistently achieves high performance ratings for leadership, organization, quality of work, and efficiency. Thank you so much, Deborah, for being here. And as we get back into our conversation, I'd like to talk about someone who I follow normally, someone called Dr. Caroline Lee. And she is a Christian neuroscientist, and she says, and and she says that she gets flack from other doctors. Mm-hmm. She says this that many of the ailments that are going on in our bodies mm-hmm. have to do with um, number one, the food that we eat, but mm-hmm. really, it's a mental thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And she says it's because our mental loop is negative and, uh, is not filled with enough of the word that we don't pray often enough. We don't, we're not constantly talking to the Lord every minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it surprises me that she says every minute, cause I think that that's, you know, but what that means is constantly. And the word tells us, you know, don't stop ceasing in, you know, don't mm-hmm. cease in, in your prayers or in your uh, conversation with the Lord. What she says really backs up scripture. But what she's saying is every minute we need to be talking to the Lord. Every minute we need to be filling up our our um, minds with some kind of positive uh, talk or self-talk. And really the best positive talk that we can speak to ourselves is the word of mm-hmm. God. then we need to be. And that constantly and as we start doing that that our bodies will heal
1: mm-hmm.
2: that that we will feel better that our situations will change and so you talked about you know in your house you um and, and especially in your blog you said you were doing some yelling and you know all of this with with mm-hmm. your son and none of that was working. So if there is a person who is listening, we have a listener and they're saying listen, I I am at that at that point you know in in my in my home um, what can they do to change that loop into something
3: more positive? Well uh, very quickly one of the things that I would highly recommend is check out the boris pen. blog www.devorispenn.blog. In it, I give wisdom insight, wisdom nuggets on some of the things that I employed to change the dynamic of uh, the life of my son. Uh, Very quickly, God gives us the power as parents to speak over our children, no matter what age they are. And we understand that death and life is in the power of the tongue. So if the constant barraging with words like, you're no good, and you're never going to be anything, and you never listen, and I'm sick and tired of you, and you don't obey, all that is a litany of negativity, okay? doesn't mean that it's not true in the sense that this is the behavior that you're seeing, but you will enforce that behavior if you do not flip the script. And it can be challenging to do that. It can be challenging. You have to practice and you have to consistently do it even when you don't feel like it. There were times when his behavior was totally opposite of what I was saying. But you see, you have to get a long view and understand that the moment will pass. And if you have the long view, then you'll speak to the long view and not what you see right now. So to whoever is listening, who is having a struggle with your children, no matter what age, flip the script. First and foremost, make sure that you're connected to the Lord. And I think what the doctor was referring to was you have to have your spirit connected to the Lord, meaning that you have to receive him, make him Lord of your life so that you are constantly in an intuned. tuned The voice of the Lord, whether it's through the word, whether it's through someone teaching the word, preaching the word, you know, whether you're reading the word, okay, time in prayer, time in fasting, all of these keep you in tune. All of these build that intimacy with the Lord, okay? And uh, so that's first and foremost, develop that intimacy with the Lord, grow and develop in the things of God so that He can give you the strategy for your child, because every child is different. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I tell parents all the time, you cannot fit a square peg in a round hole. So if you have more than one child, you cannot assume that the same thing you're doing, you know, for your eldest child is going to work for your middle child or your youngest child. And so you have to go to God to get that strategy for each one of those personalities. And uh, so that that that's what I would I would strongly recommend. That that is great great
2: advice, great words um, that we can all put to practice. Thank you so much, uh, Deborah. It has been uh, such a joy and a blessing to have you here uh, with us today. I'd like to use this time to transition, to share with you a couple of things that are really on my heart and a couple of transition things that are coming in my life right now. As I was going through Deborah's blog. Um, there were a couple of things that just really resonated with me. And I truly encourage everyone to go to Deborah'spin dot blog and, and check out the things that she's writing. She's writing these things for us, all of us going through this COVID transition, all of us going through the social justice. Unrest, all of us going through largo, longer periods of isolation. And I know that now we're getting back to the place where we are seeing people face to face on a regular basis. But there are a couple of things that really blessed me in Deborah's blog. You know, when I do my quiet time, I like to hear words from the Lord. I spend Time and I allow myself as much time that is needed so that I can have really, really, really time of silence and listening. I worship as well during that time. And on Deborah's blog, she had a worship song there by Tasha Cobbs. And the song is called You Know My Name. This scripture reference goes with the song Isaiah 43, one through three. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze for i am the lord your god the holy one of israel your savior now from that you we can all gain some wisdom and some inspiration for our journey in this life and specifically in this season the lord knows each and every one of us the lord knows the road that we have to travel when we have to go through difficult things, which everyone does, you are assured by this scripture that the Lord is walking with you, that the Lord is keeping you, that the Lord is speaking words of wisdom, that the Lord is protecting you and keeping your foot from stumbling, that the Lord is naming you in every single season. Now, my family is about to go through a season of change. My husband, Dr. Roosevelt Nivens, has just been named the superintendent of Lamar Consolidated Independent School District. And it is such a blessing for our family to be able to be in the position to go through this transition. As we are traveling and going through this transition, we are keeping our mind and our hope on Jesus Christ because there are individuals who we love and who we have grown with and who we have worshiped with and prayed with and traveled through life with that um, there's going to be some physical distance between us as our family moves to Houston. And we are um, just continuing to pray for our friends here in Dallas and our family here in Dallas. And even though we are going to be in Houston, our hearts and our minds are still going to be with our friends and our family. Now, what our family is doing in this time, we are making sure that we take time to sit down, to check on each other, to have dinners, family dinners together To just ask each other what's going on in your heart and your mind today. Is there anything that is weighing on you? We're giving each other time to share and to really um, talk about our feelings and talk about things that we may be anxious about, things that we are excited about, things that we may be sad about, things that we are looking forward to. We have found that in times of transition, that talking and giving space really helps. The other thing that we are doing is encouraging each other with the word of God. We are reading scriptures to each other just like this Isaiah 43, reminding each other that the Lord will always be with us, that nothing we face will overtake us, that the Lord is giving us a new, brand new and exciting opportunity to really grow our family, to to grow and to get to know new people, to love new people, to seek to live in peace with all people, and to um, just have opportunities to share our lives in a different way. And when you go through transition, honestly, It is a blessing. I encourage everyone to take transitions one day at a time. When people come up to me and ask, how are you doing? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Is your house packed up and ready to go? Well, the truth is no, it's not packed up and ready to go. I am in the process of doing that, but I am refusing to allow this transition to overwhelm me. I am taking the time to number one, make sure that I have enough time and quiet time. I'm still exercising and doing those things, but nothing takes the place of real time spent with the Lord. So sometimes I'm up at 5 a.m. or before 5 a.m. to make sure I have enough time to worship, to make sure I have enough time to sit quietly and allow the Lord to give me some wisdom and direction for this season of life. One of the things the Lord has told me is to make sure that I properly let everyone know how much I love them and how much I care for them and how much I will continue to be in prayer for them here in Dallas. That I speak words of wisdom and am careful with my words. Deborah spent so much time in our conversation saying that words are really powerful. Life and death really is in the power of the tongue. And the way to make sure that what you speak and what comes out of your mouth really gives a life to everyone you come in contact with is to spend that time in the word. Make sure that you know what the word is saying To you in your life, so that you can share your experience with other people. As we are sharing our experience with other people, I think our family is able to take this time with the amount of peace and the amount of joy that the Lord desires for us to have in this season. You know, there is so much power when you name yourself and you name your season. Deborah in her blog spends a couple of um, blog posts saying that if you are in a season that really needs to be changed, name it, rename it something else. We find that demonstrated for us in scripture that if you have gone through a season where You haven't been happy with the things that are coming out of your mouth. If you have gone through a season that has been filled with um, some gossip and some negativity or maybe tearing down other people instead of building them up, then rename this season. Then just say, you know what, Lord? Um, I have done some things and said some things that I am not proud of. And I know that you would have me to live a life that speaks life and joy and peace to other people around me. So I repent of that. I'm telling you, Lord, that I'm sorry and I'm going to do differently. And this season of my life is going to be named the season of joy. Think about What you need to do to be in a state of joy, just for yourself, not even for other people. First, take care of yourself. If I'm thinking for myself, what do I need to do to be in a season of joy? Well, rest is a huge part of joy for me. So I need to make sure that at night I'm able to get the proper amount of of sleep so that i wake up refreshed when i wake up refreshed i am going to first do my quiet time i i know that i am not going to have the amount of joy that i really need if i skip that time now we all get in seasons where maybe we oversleep or we get busy or we get tired and we we skip that time but i know just like myself i know that you can tell when you're not spending enough time in the word. So the thing to do when you get into that those seasons is just press the restart button and get back into it. So I always start with quiet time and then I take my time to exercise because getting those fresh endorphins in your mind um, released in in your in your brain really help you and really help me to face the day. Then I make sure that I have a statement that I repeat to myself. Maybe it is, this is my season of joy. And I make sure that I continue to say that to myself. I said earlier that I follow Dr. Caroline Leaf and she really stresses that you should make sure that you pray. A lot of times I pray, Lord, I'm open to you. That's important to me because when someone stops me in the hall at work, I want to make sure that I say the right thing to them to build them up. When I was traveling with Kirk Franklin, he told us that people have thought bubbles kind of above their heads, that people are always thinking, they're always going through, um, I guess, a, a, a litany of things in their minds and ministers really want to have themselves in a position to where you can speak life to the the thoughts that are going in people's heads. I really try to do that. I take that to heart. So when somebody stops me in the hall and I listen to them, they may say something about their day. They may say something about what their child is going through. They may say something about the issues that they are facing in their work for that season. Well, I want to take that in, and I want to make sure that I give that person the um, the amount of time that I think they deserve, and I think people deserve my time. The amount of time that they deserve, and the amount of time that they need to speak what they need to speak to me, and then. I want to have this base and this knowledge of scripture to pull from that I can speak something to their situation. It's important to me that people feel uplifted. It's also important to me if I'm in a season of joy that I leave enough time to laugh. As I was growing up, I remember my grandmother's laugh and how much life. joy and peace that it brought to her. She would take the time to listen to stories and really give what I would say a gut laugh. So I remember myself and my cousin trying to mimic her laugh because it filled the room. It, it, It was infectious. It filled us with joy. So I always want to make sure that I take time to laugh That if someone comes up to say something funny to me, and I usually say, that's funny. And then I go ahead and laugh. Laughing also releases endorphins in your mind. And so um, a season of joy, you'll have to think about what are the things that seasons of joy, what are the, the elements that you have to have to have a great season of joy? Those are some of the things that come to my mind. The other things that come to my mind is really having enough time to sit down with my family. My family brings me joy. As Deborah said, if in your home you are going through a season of maybe um, some unrest and some yelling, then think about the things that you can do to get that season changed. Maybe sit down and write down some new topics, some new things that you can talk about, some new things that you can introduce into the atmosphere with your family. For us, a lot of times music and dancing are the things that lift the mood in our homes. So maybe instead of turning the TV, you turn on some music that really uplifts the mood. It really sets the tone, like we do on this radio show. We want to set the tone with some great music. Music really speaks to the heart um, of individuals and can change the mood in your home. So if you're going through a difficult season, I want to encourage you. Remember Isaiah 40, that we do not have to fear because the Lord has redeemed us. The Lord is always saying to us, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy one of Israel, your savior. And I want to also encourage you and let you know that as my family makes this transition into Houston, the radio show will still be here, that I will still provide um, some inspiration for you weekly on this show. I want to encourage you to always um, follow our, um, our, our website, carlanivens.com. I will keep that updated with the things that are come, that are coming. But everyone, please be encouraged. Please be filled with hope. Please be filled with joy. I'm Carla Nivens. Have a great week.